we're going to be going to the book of John, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 18. Then we're going to skip a few verses and go down to verse 25 and read verse 25 through 29. And this is what it reads like. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, You have nothing to draw with, and the will is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well, and drank from it himself as well as his sons and livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I should give him will never thirst. But the water that I should give him will become in him a fountain of water, Sprang it up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. In that you spoke truly. Now we're going to go down to verse 25 and read verse 25 through 29. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. And at this point his disciples came, and they marveled that he talked with a woman. Yet no one said, "Why do you? Uh, what do you seek, or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, Come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could not this be the Christ? Could this be the Christ? Let's bow our heads and pray. Fathers, we come today, we thank you and we praise you for the opportunity to be in your house. Thank you for what we've felt so far. And now, God, I'm asking, God, that you will speak to us from your word, that we may receive guidance, strength, and understanding, something that we can use to grow thereby towards your will and your way. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Using these group of scriptures in the 
fourth chapter of St. John's Gospel, I want to speak to you today on a subject titled, My God Has a Big Eraser. Hallelujah. My God has a big eraser. When we look back over our life, at some point uh, of the situations that we have been involved in, and some of the choices that we have made, we think, if only I had a big eraser, so I could just take a broad, broad swipe across certain portions of my life and rewrite those segments with more positive, redeeming things. But then, cold, hard reality hits that we have no such eraser. We cannot erase those things which, which we are not proud of and had rather forget. But forgetting is something that we have a problem with too. Because those memories of those things in our life, memories of unhallowed, our unhallowed past, come back and haunt us with guilt, regret, and feelings of un unworthiness, which we feel like that we will never be able to escape from. But then comes Jesus. Somebody say, then comes Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo. Then comes Jesus with a caring, compassionate touch. Erases all the sin, all the guilt, and all the shame associated with it. In one moment of time, Jesus can erase a lifetime of wrong choices, lustful acts, and abusive relationships that we have had. All we have to do is hand over to him the paper. That's why I picked that little video of that young guy writing that stuff on it. All we've got to do is hand over to him the paper of our recorded life, and he will do the rest. Like the woman at the well that no one else even wanted to talk to. Now, when you go back and you analyze all that, and I, had, uh, I have a book called Customs of Jewish uh, People in, in the Time of Jesus. And we noticed that it was at noon, the sixth hour it was at noon, when this woman came to draw water. And I'm not going to revisit everything about that, but I want to share this with you. You see... I found out that that was not the normal time uh, for women to come draw water. Now, it was considered the woman's job in those days to fetch water. And they would fetch water two times a day, once early in the morning and once late in the afternoon. All the women would gather of a town, would gather around the well, and there they would do their gossip. Uh, and... Uh, and, uh, and, and go draw the water. But why did she come at the sixth hour? Why did she come at noon? Because this woman had such a sordid past. She had been married five times, 
and the man she was living with at that time, she was, uh, I won't use Brother Harrison's terminology, but she was living to him unwed, all right? And so here she was. I mean, she had a past that everybody knew well about it. Amen. No, everybody would, would have nothing to do with her. So she would have to come in the heat of the day to draw water. Amen. And uh, here this situation is. This woman comes in contact with Jesus who no one else even wanted to talk to, Jesus can and will erase the past and guide your future to a life of glory and peace. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a praise today. Hallelujah. That's why I want to tell you today that my God has got a big eraser. Hallelujah. Amen. I would love to be able to go back and erase some things in my life that I'm not proud about, some things I'd rather not have everybody know about. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But I don't have that kind of eraser. I can't do it. I can't undo what I have done in the past. None of us can. But Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah to God. But Jesus, he's got, amen, in his tool pack, a big eraser that's there to wipe out everything in our past that we're not proud of, amen, that we had rather forget, but we can't forget. Hallelujah. He's got such an eraser that can wipe it all away. He's able to take our sins and our wrongs and our failures and cast it in what is called the sea of what? Forgetfulness. Never to be remembered. Hey, sometimes I get upset with myself because of my bad memory. Amen. I mean, it, it is, it is, it is, it is rough at times. I mean, I, man, I, I can't, I can't remember hardly anything. I mean, you know, you're getting old when you get up from, uh, from the, uh, the den to walk into the kitchen or another part of the house to do something. But when you get into that room, you don't forget, what did I come in here for? Hallelujah. Amen. You know things are getting bad when you go to the refrigerator and pull out the gallon of milk and, uh, and pour your little milk brotherhood and then you open up the glass cabinet and stick the milk jug in the glass cabinet. I guess I'm the only one that's ever done that. Hallelujah. But I get so upset with myself about my memory sometimes and the, the doctors told me, said, well, you know, People who are diabetics, you know, sometimes that, that does affect them a little bit worse than, than, than other people. And so I, but I'm glad that I'm in good company at any event because the God I serve has got a bad memory too. Hallelujah. I said the God I serve has got a bad memory because he cannot remember None of my past sins, none of my past failure, none of my, uh, all those things once I repented and I was baptized in His name and filled with His Spirit. Glory to God, He pulled out that big eraser and He made a big sweep and God can't remember it. That's why when the devil comes up to Him, and we did a study not long ago, hallelujah, amen, on one of the nights, 
amen, about how the devil is called the accuser of the brethren, amen, and how he is constantly bringing up our, our, our past to the Lord, hallelujah. But I'm glad, can't you just imagine, here's the Lord sitting on the throne, amen, and glory, Sister Lisa, amen, and here comes the devil, amen, when we come to the house of God and we're up here shouting and praising God, sometimes the devil approaches the throne, he says, Lord, look at them in there, amen, can't you, bring, I can remember when they did that, 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 and God looks at the devil and says, I can't remember that. What? What, devil? I can't remember that. Hallelujah. You know, he, he, he was there trying to claim the body of Moses because he was trying to point out to God all the bad stuff Moses did. God says, what? Hallelujah. There, there used to be a song that Kester used to sing. She ain't sung it in a long time. The name of it is, is What Sin? Hallelujah. What Sin? See, God has got this big eraser, and he is able to erase out everything, glory to God, that we don't need to have recorded in our life that would hinder us from getting in glory when that day comes. Hallelujah. But now... Hallelujah. For God to be able to do that erasing, for God to be able to take care of those things, there's some things that we've got to deal with. There's some things that we've got to approach ourselves if we want for God to erase. And, and, and it's a couple things, amen, that this woman at the well, this lady at the well, she had to do. And we're going to have to do the same thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Number one, we got to realize that temporary gratification can't fill eternal needs. Hallelujah. Look at that. Temporary gratification can't fill eternal needs. You remember what Jesus told her in, the, in verses 13 and 14 of the fourth chapter of John. Jesus answered and said to her, Whosoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up unto everlasting life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said if you drink of this water, amen, it's not going to last long. You're going to get thirsty again. It is only a temporary gratification. Do you hear what I'm saying? But it can't fill eternal needs. It amazes me how we as humans are all the time destroying the opportunity for eternal bliss for some momentary gratification. Do it every day. We throw away the opportunity for an eternal bliss, for momentary gratification. We have a got-to-have-it-all right now mentality. Hallelujah. We got to have it all right now. Young people, amen, who step out and, and get married, a lot of times, a lot of the problems they, uh, they find themselves in is they think, Amen. As soon as they get out and they get married, that they ought to have everything that mom and daddy has who's already been married for 30 or 40 years. 
It don't work that way. Not in the real world. It takes time to work some things out. Hallelujah. Amen. But we've got to gotta have it all right now mentality. Like the woman at the well, we look for things to quench our thirst for today, only to have the same thirst return tomorrow. So we create a lifetime of bad choices, which only acquires guilt and shame that we try but can't erase. Hallelujah. Uh, that lady who'd been married five times and then living with somebody unmarried after that, see, she was, she was trying to find something. Well, she was needing somebody to love her or she's trying to find love or what, what it was, but she was thirsting after something but wasn't being satisfied. If she was being satisfied, her life wouldn't have been what it stacked up to be. Do you hear what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Amen. And people do that not with just this woman's situation, but, but they do it with other things. Some people do it with alcohol. Some people do it with drugs and the first one thing and then the other. Amen. But here's, here's the fact, folks. Every human being born, and even though we talk about, well, hey, I'm only human. You might be only human, but every human born has got, a, has got a, a void in their heart that can only be filled by Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody, because we're made after the image of God. You try to cram something else in there to give you peace, to give you contentment, to give you satisfaction, but it ain't going to fit because the only thing that fits in that shape in your heart is Jesus Christ. You need to quit trying to cram everything else in there and let Jesus get in there. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24 through 26. The writer of Hebrews says, By faith Moses... When he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Hallelujah. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Let me tell you something. I, I've heard people get up sometimes and, uh, and make statements that they don't really understand or I don't know how, why, they, why they say it such a way, but I've heard people get up through testimony sometimes and I say, well, you know, um, there they, they ain't no pleasure out there in the world. That, that, that ain't right. If there wasn't no pleasure out there in the world, people wouldn't be tempted so bad. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I never will forget, I was in the service one time, and different ones was testifying in a church several years ago, and this one brother, amen, he wasn't, he wasn't ashamed to admit it, but he, he admitted it, and everybody just, oh, with their eyes open like hell, what did this guy got? That guy said, you know what, I come to the Lord 20 years ago, but before I come to the Lord, he said, I had a bad problem with alcohol. You know, he says, I drunk because I love it. He says, and I, he says, I love the taste of it. He said, I admit that. He says, and he said, 
um, if I, he said, if I took it now, he said, I would love it now. And everyone, whoa, whoa, I'm coming home. There is, there is pleasures of sin, but it's only for a season. Kind of like the sign that's out front. You, you, I don't know if you've seen the sign out there, you know, uh, uh, that it put up there having to do with the Halloween, just come up and all that kind of stuff, that any that time Satan offers you a treat, it's always a trick. Hallelujah. Amen. Anytime the devil offers you a treat, it's always going to be a trick. Hallelujah. Yes, there is pleasure in sin. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's some things out in the world. I could close up my Bible and walk away from this desk right now and go out in the world. There's some things out there that I could enjoy for a time. Hallelujah. But it's only for a season, Brother James. It's only for a season. Hallelujah. Temporary gratification can't fill eternal needs. Hallelujah. Nothing that I experienced out there can give me what I need eternally. Glory to God. It can give me a gratification right now for the moment, but it's going to leave me cold tomorrow. Do you hear what I'm saying? Woo, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm glad that God has a big eraser. There's, there's something else that... that lady at the well had to, uh, to do that we've got to do if we want God to erase those things in our life. That second thing is we got to come, it's coming to grips with the past. Coming to grips with the past. If you want God to erase those things in your life, this right here is why a lot of people never come to the Lord and never have an successful relationship with Jesus Christ because they can't come to grips with the past. You got to deal with the past if you want to have a fruitful future. Hallelujah. Amen. The woman cried out says, "Lord, give me this water." Jesus said, "I give you water that's everlasting life that you don't have to come and drink." She said, "Give me that water." What was what did Jesus reply? 4 and 16. Jesus said to her, uh, go call your husband and come here. Uh, maybe she thought for a minute, well, he could ask anything but that. Hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. One minute here, I'm fixing to get a drink of something that, that's going to satisfy me forever. And now, before he gives it to me, he wants me to uh, go get my husband and, and both of us come up here together. Hmm. Hmm. Why did, why, why did Jesus why did Jesus make such a request? Because for this woman to receive what he had been telling her about, she had to come to grips with the past. Hallelujah. Before even Jesus, listen to me now, before even Jesus can erase the past, there has to be an admittance of the sin and willingness to accept the blame that you are at fault. Hallelujah. Amen. 
I've been telling you some positive things. I've been telling you something that's great, how, how God's got a bigger racer. And we want to hear that. But even Jesus cannot erase my past if I don't admit the faults and failures and sins in my life. Hallelujah. Not only have I got to admit it, I've got to accept the blame. We live in a world today, and you hear it all the time, all of these uh, uh, godless uh, psychiatrists that people go to and, and pay two or $300 an hour. Hey, let me tell you something. I studied counsel when I was in Bible study, and I've been preaching for over 40 years. I, I've done quite a bit. Of, come, uh, I, I, I'll charge a whole lot less than $300 an hour. I'll talk to you for two or three hours for 50 bucks an hour. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. You know what to tell them while you're laying back on? Oh, oh, well, bless your heart. It's, it's not your fault. It's not your fault because you got involved in this and that and that and that. Amen. It's that old dirty long uh, uh, hair daddy used to have a grandma or somebody else. You got to blame. That's the world that we live in today. They want to, well, they got people wanting to blame this, that, and everything else for the problems in life. And you ain't going to get Jesus to erase nothing until you come to grips with your, your past. Hallelujah. Amen. And admit. Hallelujah. Accept the blame. Hallelujah. What's that old song they used to sing? It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of, not my father, not my mother, but me, oh Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody else may have aggravated a little bit, but when it comes down to it, it's your fault. You're the one make the choice. Hallelujah. Lord God, you're the one going to have to... What's that message, Brother Travis? You're the one going to have to pay the dancer. Hello? Amen. Some more men remember that message? Hallelujah. The time is going to come. We can enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And we, we, can, we can hire the dancer. <laughs> now, I'm not going to do no better dance up here because it won't be pretty. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Watch it, Brother Bobby. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, you, might, you might get the dancer to come in to, to, to do a dance for you, but the time is going to come that you're going to pay the dancer. Hallelujah. Praise God. We've got to admit, and we've got to come to grips with our past. That lady had to, had to admit to Jesus that she had messed up, that she had tried other things, too many other things, but Jesus. One final scripture, and I'm going to close. You see, here's what we've got to do. We got to humbly fall at the foot of the cross and confess our sins to Christ. Not only confess our sins to Christ, but we've got to submit to His authority, allowing Him to become the Lord of our life. And until you are willing to do that, you're not going to get anywhere with Christ. You're going to carry that past around with you. Until you're willing to do that. Acts chapter 3 verse 19. Our final scripture. 
Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be what? Now, I can paraphrase that, and I can say that your sins may be erased. Hallelujah. So that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. God wants to give you a refreshing. Hallelujah. All the stuff, amen, that the devil has made miserable in your life, he wants, he wants to give you a time of refreshing. Change things for you. Hallelujah. Amen. He wants to blot out, to erase, if you will, all those hurtful things. Praise God. And he has a big enough eraser that he can do that.